We're back with another Brickhouse NBA season preview. I am Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Bob, if you want to hear more about the Utah Jazz, you can check out Salt City Hoops on almightyballer.com. Oh, yeah, they're, they're a good one. Hosts Andy Larson and Ben Anderson discuss the NBA and the Utah Jazz straight from the city with the Salt Lake. If you want to check out more Brickhouse, brickhousepodcast.com, you can email us there. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker, at Brickhouse Pod. Rate and review us five stars on iTunes if you'd like. Let's hope the Salt City Hoops podcast and jazz fans know that we mean well when we roast the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. These jokes about how white your city is are, are true, and <laughs> yeah. there are attempts at being funny, not at, at hurting your feelings, of course. Let's get right into it. If you White wanna... people have no feelings, Bob. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. If you want to get alcohol and you're in a Salt Lake City market, you have to go to another store. If you're black and you want to get a haircut, you have to go to another state. (laughs) I've heard NBA players say Utah, along with Boston, is where they hear the most racially charged epithets from the crowd. Gotta say, I'm not surprised by this when it's in a city that was founded on a religion where in the afterlife it gives white people their own planet. My alternative joke there was not surprised to hear that the Salt Lake crowd says some of the most evil things to the visiting players when most of their population looks like the kids from Village of the Damned. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Pretty funny that the best white player in the NBA, Gordon Hayward, went from the one famously white team to another, Utah to Boston. This is like if James Vanderbeek joined the cast of Frasier. (laughs) (laughs) You know when a polar bear covers their nose in the snow, you can't see them? Did you know you can't see the entire population of Utah in the snow if you cover the basketball team? <laughs> Lots of white guy jokes. So in honor of having so many white people jokes, I looked up some classic Yo Mama So White jokes oh, and brilliant. decided to substitute in Joe Ingalls. So yeah. there, here's a couple I found from the internet that I liked. Joe Ingalls So White, he makes the queen look like Queen Latifah. <laughs> Joe Ingles so white, he gets a sunbird standing in front of the TV. <laughs> I, I wrote this one for you, Matt. Joe Ingles so white, he calls the White Walkers the Blue Man Group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so true, Bob. Did you roast these uh, Salt City Jazz? Roasted. As we all know, the Utah Jazz is a silly name because Utah isn't known for jazz. So they were thinking about changing the name. But they messed up and proposed a name that also has nothing to do with Utah. The Utah Championships. Ooh. <laughs> Utah Jazz did something unprecedented this season, Bob. They lost a white guy and got worse. <laughs> Boris Diaw remains unsigned. He says it's okay, though, because now he doesn't have to act like he's been working out. <laughs> did he ever really bother with that? Yeah. Uh, let's tell our listeners about the, the changes to this pale squad. They lost Gordon Hayward to Boston. And they also lost Jeff Jeff Withy, who might be even whiter than Gordon Hayward, to Dallas. Oh, he went to Dallas, huh? George Hill signed with Sacramento and Shelvin Mack signed with Orlando. So they got Ricky Rubio in a trade. I think Spanish white guy. Spanish not, white not that guy. bad of a replacement. Thabo Cephalosius signed in free agency. Ekpe Udo, who used to be on the Warriors, signed with them. Jonas Jurepko, 
signed as a free agent. They traded Trey Lyles to the Nuggets for the pick that became Donovan Mitchell, and then they traded with the Lakers to draft Tony Bradley. I like those two draft picks. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Jonas Jarepko? You like that, Bob? He's white. Yeah. Can't see him in the snow. Yeah. Uh, let's tell our listeners about the starting lineup then. And now, the starting lineup for your Utah Jazz! Ricky Rubio starting at point guard. Still hoping for Dante Exum to evolve into an NBA player. Right. Rodney Hood, though, I think I like him a lot. He's going to have a lot more shots this year with yeah. Gordon Hayward gone. Mm-hmm. Joe Ingles, Gordon Hayward's best friend, got paid. Yeah. So good for him. He's still white. Maybe if we give Joe Ingles a lot of money, Gordon Hayward will come back. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Kind of shoot yourself twice there. Joe Johnson's still on the team. Yep. He's a, he's a value player. Solid uh, veteran off the bench. Derek Favors still on the team, too. Mm-hmm. Starting at power forward. And Rudy Gobert, their best player. He was top three in finishing for defensive player of the year, at least. Best player and best Twitter shade thrower. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Remember they had the emoji battle for Gordon Hayward? They were sending emojis. Him. Isaiah Thomas. And Hassan Whiteside, right? Oh, yeah. Right. And so when Isaiah Thomas got traded to the Cavs, Rudy Gobert retweeted Isaiah Thomas's 17 championship cold Cold. what does vegas have them as the over under we got the utah jazz rate ranked a little higher than uh than vegas would have you yeah utah only has them at 37 and a half this isn't a bad team they obviously yeah they lose gordon hayward but this still feels like at least a 500 team to me yeah i think they're going to be pretty good i think they're going to make the playoffs beat out the the clippers and the nuggets Ricky Rubio's good. Quinn Snyder I have a lot of faith in. Mm -hmm. Their entire team is really solid. Uh, One thing that I'm really curious about this season is Adam Silver has been listening to the players, and one thing that they're doing in this upcoming season is not having the four games in five nights. Yes. Uh, They're trying to break up the the back-to-back games. Right. Whenever they have, like, a big nationally televised game, they're going to make sure both of those teams are coming off of a day's rest. So one of the advantages to having a team like the Utah Jazz in the regular season anyways is they're so deep mm-hmm. that that's really advantageous for, you know, surviving a long regular season. Right. You know, they they've got pretty much two or three guys at every position that can play well for them. So it'll be interesting to see if this new schedule change hurts deep teams huh. like the Jazz because, you know, teams that are, are have less of a bench will have more time for their starters to recover in between right. games. Right, so they can just keep running the best players out there for 40 minutes a night. Right. I mean, it still is an 82-game season. you got to imagine players are going to get tired and worn down whether or not they have, you know, 48 hours or, or 24 to uh, recover between you know, games. Popovich will keep resting players randomly just to poke the league. Well, yeah, that and he does have some uh, some quite old guys on his team. Yeah, more on that later. But for now, let's tell our listeners who would win a game of the Utah Jazz Survivor. I'm saying the winner is Joe Ingles. Okay, yeah. He's from an island, albeit right. a crazy island. And I think people are slightly underestimating him. As we joked, he was... We said he was mainly signed to try and get Gordon Hayward back, but he is 
not a bad player. He can shoot and he runs around and he's a great shooter. Yeah. I don't know about the running part, but he can shoot. I said runs around. <laughs> he hustles. I was trying not to give a white guy cliche of uh, high ener- high motor, <laughs> high IQ. Yeah. Uh, who's oh yeah. First off, Dante Exum. He's also from an island. Same island. But I think he we all overestimated him. Okay. Unfortunately. I still have hope, but, you know, in the battle of the island, only one can be king. <laughs> I had some th- similar thoughts. So the Utah Jazz, these one of the problems with these guys, they're such sweethearts. Mm-hmm. They know they're going to have to vote one of their own off the island. So without discussing it, they write down the name Gordon Hayward as their mm. pick. They all laugh and point at each other and fawn over what nice guys they all are. They didn't want to vote one of their own off the team. The laughter does stop, of course, when they realize they they now have to actually vote someone else off next. <laughs> yeah. I'd say the winner of the conch does come down to the two Australians. They both survived the snakes and sharks and punching kangaroos of Australia. Crikey. <laughs> In the end, the final competition, though, Ingalls puts a croc to sleep faster using only eye contact and guttural sounds. <laughs> when Exum realizes he's lost, he stops hypnotizing the croc, and he's attacked. You can't stop mid-croc hypnotizing. You can't. Australians should know that. Nobody said Survivor was a safe game. Let's get into our next segment. <laughs> Ooh, I'm tired. Dante Exum just died in our last segment. Let's yeah. uh, let's get into five stars. Piggy Exum. This is where we rank things from Salt Lake City between one and five stars. Bob, have you ever heard of Mormon crickets? No. Okay. Do they wear undergarments? Yeah. These are known as the scourge of Utah. These are a real thing. They come in thick swarms that overwhelm roads and ravage farms. According to Mormon folklore, the early settlers almost faced starvation after plagues of Mormon crickets devoured their crops. In 1848, a brigade of seagulls, like, horned in on the insects, closed in on them for an entire two weeks and saved the crops. They just, like, these seagulls came in, mopped up all the crickets, and were the Mormon saviors. There's, but Who named the crickets Mormon crickets? I don't know, but there. So I also read that there's some debate on how true this account is, but seagulls are l- beloved through Utah nonetheless. Huh? One star crickets, five star seagulls. I ranked SLC Punk. Okay. This is a Matthew Lillard movie from yeah. the early nine or late nineties. Matthew Lillard had blue hair, and there was also a character named Heroin Bob, who is afraid of needles and doesn't do drugs. Heroin Bob. Yeah. Okay. The movie wasn't great, but this it's kind of movie is so rare these days. I think people look back on, on movies like this with m- nostalgia. I include myself among those people. Mm-hmm. Four stars. Nice. Jell-O. Would it surprise you to know that Jell-O is Utah's state snack? Yes. Salt Lake City has the highest consumption per capita in the world. Wow. No caffeine, no alcohol. Jello. Jello. But when I really thought about it, the whitest place in the world would have Jello as a state snack. Yeah. Okay. So I'm giving it five stars purely based on this is so obvious. And I like Jell-O. Former spokespeople of Jell-O. That's a debatable. <laughs> I was trying to think of a Bill Cosby joke. <laughs> yeah. Four stars for Jell-O? Five sure, stars. five stars. Five stars, yeah. I ranked uh, no nightlife, no problem <laughs> in Utah. 
So we did a special segment uh, when Matt Barnes of the Warriors announced the team was rooting for the Clippers to win the first round matchup between Utah and L.A. last year because Utah has no nightlife. Mm -hmm. The city rallied. The editor of a local Salt Lake paper had a quote so garbled they would never get past the editor of a real paper. Oh, wow. She said, we like our crime rates and our blood alcohol like we like our housing prices low. Take a breath, lady. <laughs> yeah. The people of Salt Lake, SLC punk kids aside, seem to embrace this way of life. No time for nightclubs when you're taking care of three wives and 37 children. Salt Lake, you do you. Five stars. On the next episode of Brick House. I think this next team has one of the most underrated players in the NBA, and he would definitely agree with me. <laughs> this dude's chip on his shoulder won't allow him to fit through some doorways. His backcourt mate is who I predicted earlier this year will be the first former NBA player to become president. Find out who we're talking about on the next episode of Brickhouse. 